Good morning, everyone. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Uh, we're up to the Mishnah 97b on the bottom. If you on the threshold and you were reading a safer, reading a holy book. In the olden days, they were all like a scroll, scrolls. When it's galgal, I say from the other end, and the scroll uh, rolled out of your hand. You're still holding on one hand, but the, the rest of the scroll just fell out of your hand, rolled off, off your hand. So you, you can roll it back in. Since you're still holding on to it, you, you, you can roll it back in. If you were reading on top of the roof, and it's galgal, I say from the other and the scroll rolled out of your hands, out from the roof. Up until 10 Tvachim from the ground. You can roll it back to you. Once it reaches 10 Tvachim off the ground, like a little more than two and a half feet, 31 inches. So you can't roll it back, but you don't want to leave the writing exposed, so you turn it over. Turn You turn over the writing. So even if it's off the ground by a needle, a drop, it's a little off the ground, on the roof, you can roll it back to yourself. Shimon argues, we have a three-way argument here. Tanikama says up until 10 Tvach, but not below 10 Tvach. Rabbi Huda says even if it's one here, one needle above the ground, as long as it's not touching the ground. Even if it touches the ground, since you're holding on to it on your end, so you can roll it back to yourself. There's no shvuz, it's because the whole prohibition is only rabbinic. Biblically, it's not called carrying, because it never left your hands. It never left your hands, so you're still in control of it, so it's still in the private domain. So even if it landed on the ground, it's still in your domain, and you can roll it back. The rabbis say you can't. But for the honor, for the respect of Kisviyakaidas, the respect of holy writings, the rabbis gave up all their all their prohibitions and say, of course, take it back. We shouldn't leave the scroll in disgrace lying on the ground. That's the mission. Let's examine what what kind of what are the measurements of this askupa, of this uh, threshold. if you're gonna say let's say it has a height of ten, Tvachim off the ground, off the street. And as a width, a fourth The kamo I'm in front of the scope of the Rabbi, my public domain. And the loigazrina de monafasas. And we say that uh, if it rolls out into the street, you can roll it back. And we don't make a gzeda, because you would think you should make a decree. What's the decree? Maybe it'll fall out of your hands and you'll come to pick it up if you allow him to roll back the safer while you're still holding on to it, which is really no problem, biblically. But you may come, rabbinically it should be a problem, because you may come then, even if it falls out of your hand, you're going to come oh, to pick it up, and if you get a moment to pick it up and you bring it back from the street to the threshold, you violated Shabbos, you biblically trespassed Shabbos, you've carried from a public to a private. So Mani, who does this follow? Rab Shimini. This must follow the opinion of Rab Shimon that said at the end of our Mishnah, in the case of the roof, anything that's only rabbinically prohibited, the honor and the dignity of the writings take precedence over everything, even over, over any rabbinic, overrides any rabbinic prohibition. So this is the opinion of Rab Shimon. 
So aim a safer, aim a safer. Look at the end. Rabbi Huda, aim Rabbi Huda says if someone is holding the case of the roof, someone is reading a book, a scroll on the roof, and it rolls out of your hand and down to the street. Even if it's off the ground by uh, by uh, a needle. You can roll it back to you. And Abishimon Eman Abishimon says, I feel about it. Even if it lands on the ground, so the age of a safe with Abishimon is Yasser Rabbi Huda. So he's saying the first clause of the mission is Abishimon. Then he says Rabbi Huda. And then he says Abishimon again. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Amar Rabbi Huda. Amar Rabbi Huda. Yeah. In, yes. The age of a safe with Abishimon is Yasser Rabbi Huda. Well, what's the big deal? Yeah. The age of followed the opinion of Abishimon. Rabbi Huda would argue in that also. Rabbi Huda would say, You're not allowed to. It's a new case. Yeah, but it's just a different scenario. It's the same idea. What's the difference? Uh, the roof is a private domain, and the and here you're telling me that the uh, the threshold is a private domain. So the but it's the same concept. It's the same concept. Rabbi Huda says. Rabbi Huda would say, yeah, if if it off the ground, you'll be allowed to. If it touches the ground, you'll not be allowed to. And Rabbi Shimon says, no. In other words, it's not a unanimous opinion. It's also very difficult. Why doesn't he say the same argument? He should say, he should read them both in, in one breath. He should read them, say, say both scenarios, the same concept. What's the difference, this scenario, that scenario? If you're reading a scroll on a private domain and it rolls down out of your hands into a public domain while you're still holding on to the end, to your part, then you have an argument. You have an argument. Rabbi Huda says as long as it's off the ground. So, but Rabbi Huda says yeah. Rabbi Huda Rabbi says yeah. Okay, yes, it would be an argument. You're right. This this, this is only Rabbi Shimon's opinion. Rabbi Huda would disagree in the in the beginning of the Mishnah. Rabbi Rabbi says no. Rabbi, it's very difficult to learn like this because then the whole Mishnah should have been written differently. Rabbi Marhacha Baskupani Dresses Askin. We're talking about a threshold. It's a Rishus HaYachid, yes, like you said. It has the dimensions of a private domain. It's ten, ten Tvachim high, four Tvachim wide. But, but it, a lot of people go through it, pass through it. So in this case, even Rabbi Yehuda would agree. Even Rabbi Yehuda would agree. It's anonymous. In this case, where there's such a, such a bizarre, if, you la- if you're going to leave the scroll lying on the ground and everyone is stepping, people are just going to step on it. You're going to step, step on the scroll, on the Holy Scroll. All Shabbos are going to be walking back and forth and stepping on it. Such a clear, uh, uh, such a clear disgrace. of Even Buddha would agree that you're allowed to roll well, it back. I think we could say it like that the scroll is not just any writing. It's a living document. In a living document, we have to save a life, you know, and it's a living document. So there we go. And just move it right, after right. scroll. <laughs> right. so in this case, even Rabbi Yehuda would say that you're allowed to. But, but uh, off the roof, so it, it, it didn't land in front of the, the, the doorway where everyone is going in. It's just on the ground. So he says, as long as it's off the ground, if not, the, the rabbi's decree, because maybe it'll come and fall, and you'll also pick it up, and then you, then you would be violating a biblical prohibition. Okay, very good. We learn in the Baraisa, if it falls within four amas in the in the street, within the first four amas, then you can roll it back. But if it falls beyond the dalid, before the four amas, then you're not allowed to take it back. Why? 
According to you, you say that even even if that scoop is a private a private domain, it has the dimensions of a private domain, right? And even though it would fall out of your hands, then it would be a biblical prohibition to carry it from the street onto the onto the askupa from private from public to private. You you violate a trap. Nevertheless, we don't make a gazeter. Why? Because it's too embarrassing, it's too disgraceful to leave the ksav in a place that everyone, everyone is, is just walking through. Right? It's Grand Central Station. Everyone's going through it. Everyone's going to step in it. It's like the fulfillment. So if that's the case, if you allow in a case where even, there's a, even, even, even if it's a biblical, we're worried about a biblical prohibition, what difference does it make if it's four amas and not four amas? What's the difference? Why four amas? What's the problem with four amas? Because you're worried that you're gonna, if it falls out of your hand, you're going to end up carrying four amas in the Rishusadab in, in the public domain. So you're going to violate a biblical prohibition. Even if it's less than four amas, you're carrying from the public into the private, into that skupa. So what difference does it make? If you allow that, you're not worried about carrying from, from pri- public to private, what do I care for amas? So you're worried because I'm going to do, I'm going to violate two prohibitions. I'm going to do both. I'm going to uh, carry four and also, I mean, if you're saying that it's a, the, the question here, the criteria here is that you're not allowed to leave a disgrace, you're not allowed to leave the scrolls be disgraced, and in this case we don't make any rabbinic decree, we override any rabbinic decree and we just look at it biblically and we say since biblically you're still holding on to it, there's no problem, then roll it back up and, and remove it from the street. So what difference does it make? Four, not four, less than four, four. What difference? Elom Rabayas. Abayas says. Elom Rabayas. Abayas says. Abayas says. We're talking about the dimensions of the threshold as a Carmelis. It's not a private domain. It doesn't have a height of ten tfachim off the ground. Less than ten tfachim. Four tfachim wide. So it's a Carmelis. So even if you end up carrying from the street to the threshold, you would only violate a, a rabbinic prohibition. Right. So that's what he says. And there's a, it's right in front of a public street. So if it's within four hours, even if it fell out of your hands entirely, and even if you ended up picking it up from the street, it's only rabbinic, from a, pub, private, from a public to a carmelist. So therefore, we don't make it and say, you can't roll it back up. But if it rolls away four amas away from you in, in the street, the mice if it fell out of your hand and then you picked it up and lifted it up and brought it in, also the chivchate, then you'll be carrying four amas in the in the public domain. Therefore, the shadol That case, the rabbi didn't let you. If that's the case, even within four amas, you should also make a decree because you can also come to violate a biblical prohibition. How? You're carrying from the street to the threshold, which is only a Carmelist. So how could you end up with a, a biblical prohibition? Because You're going to carry from a public domain, and instead of dropping, instead of leaving it on the doorpost, you're going to end up carrying it into the house, into the house, and that's a Rishus Hayachid. So even within Taladamas, you should be afraid. If you're going to want to answer, 
since you have to pass through a Carmelis. So even if you don't stop at the Carmelis, you're just carrying it through the Carmelis. So even if you end up lifting it up in the street, picking it up in the street, doing a kid in the street, carrying, you're standing in the Carmelis and you're carrying it through, and then you, you put it down in the house. So if you're going to tell me you, don't, you wouldn't violate any biblical prohibition because you have to go through a Carmelis, but it's not true. Less of said, If you're standing in the street and you lift up a, a, an object and you carry it, you carry it four Amis, but you're lifting it over your head. Even though over your head is a Mokim Ptur, because the Rishus HaRabim only goes up until 10 Tvachim, the height of Rishus HaRabim maximum is only uh, 31 inches, and you're carrying it through a Mokim Ptur, Chayim, and this is, this is unanimous, this is the Halacha, no one argues. So too over here, even if you would pass through, even if you would pass through, that's why the Rambam is very hard, our version of the Rambam, the Rambam writes, if you're standing in Rishus HaYochim, so you're not allowed to carry, like stick your hand out and carry four amas. From, uh, take an object that's in the public domain and, and transfer it four amas in the public domain. The Ramam says, if you do it, you put it. And the Raiva, the Magnum Mission says, it's impossible. How could the Ramam say that? It's not, it can't be. The Gemara says clearly, this Gemara we learned right here, the Gemara says clearly, there's a unanimous Rava, no one argues that it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter that you're passing through. If you pass through um, even if you're passing through a Mokim Tur, even if you're passing through a Carmel, is, all that matters is you, the Akira and the Anoch. Yeah. Where you lifted it up, it yeah, even if you transfer it through a Mokim Tur, or you transfer it through a Carmel, is, you're clearly Chayef. Mm-hmm. So therefore, why don't you make Xeda? Just like you say, you're worried that if it's four Amis away, they don't give you permission to lift it up and bring it in to the Carmel, is, to, the, to the threshold. Why? Because you're going to pass four amas, you may come to, to violate a biblical prohibition. So even if it's within four amas, so yes, there's no biblical prohibition because in the public domain, I'm not carrying four amas. But, and if you would bring it from the street to the threshold, there wouldn't be any problem. But if you bring it from the street and put it down in the house, even though you're passing through the threshold, you would violate a biblical prohibition. So we shouldn't allow you to lift it up, even, even if you're still holding on to it. It's a very big, a very large threshold. I'm not talking about a little threshold. While you're walking through this huge threshold, it's like a huge porch. Right, a long ride. So, so, so you're going to remind yourself, oh, oh, I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I brought it from the street, I can't put it down in the house. Really, he's talking about a threshold that's not long. When you get a safer, when you get a scroll, what does a Jew do when you pick up a book? You take a look. You don't just put it in the library, you open it up, you want to take a look, you have a chance, opportunity to learn a Yiddish word, to learn something. So therefore, the moment you lift it up, you pick it up, you're going to look, you're going to stop there. And you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna look inside. So you're waiting and you're stopping. By stopping, I stopped in the Carmelis. So then, so then there's no biblical prohibition. I lifted it up in the public domain and I put it down in the Carmelis. So there is no problem. 
Maybe, maybe he'll uh, he'll read it in in the public place, and then he'll right. So he'll stop. Yeah. Maybe he'll go down to the public and read it, he and then he'll lift it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go down. He'll go down. He'll go down. He'll go down, and then he'll bring it. He'll bring it into the into the. And then he'll bring it to the Shusha. No, he says, maybe he'll look at it while it's still in the Shusha No, he's standing in the Karma. But he's looking at it while it's still in the public. It doesn't have to bring it to him to read it. He'll, he'll open it up while it's still lying, lying in the street. He'll look at it, he'll get his vote, and then he'll pick it up and he'll, uh, he'll, carry, he'll, he'll put it down in the house, which is private. And the Hamani, you know, this follows Benazi. <clears throat> so we have to say that this Braise that makes a distinction. I don't have it. This Braise that makes a distinction between Braises. You have to say this Braise that makes a distinction between four, less than four and four, follows the opinion of Benazi. That he holds that even if you walk, Every step that you take is as if you're stopping. So therefore, since you have to walk through the Carmelis, it's as if you stopped in the Carmelis, as if you lifted it up in the street yeah. and placed it in the Carmelis, so therefore, it's only rabbinic. So there's no gzeda, there's nothing to worry about. What are you worried about? It's impossible. If it's within four amas, it's impossible to come to a biblical prohibition. Because, because you have to walk through the, the threshold. By walking through the threshold, it's as if you stopped. Frag the Gemara, the Gemara asks, wait a minute, you still have a possibility of violating a biblical prohibition. Maybe you'll throw it. Then we'll start agrees. If you throw it, you violate a biblical prohibition. This teaches us. You have to treat holy books with respect. You can't throw a holy book. So it's not an option to throw. So you have to carry it person. Since you have to carry it in person, you have to walk through the threshold. Every time you walk, it's as if you stopped there. So you placed it there. So then when you continue walking and you just set it down in the house, it doesn't matter. Then it's from a Carmelist to a private domain, so you never will come to violate a biblical prohibition, unless it's four Amis. If it's four Amis, then you could come to violate a biblical prohibition because you can lift it up and carry it four Amis in the public domain. Okay. The Mishnah said, the next case in the Mishnah, you were reading the scroll on the, on the, on the rooftop. And then he says, you have, to, you have to leave it there and you have to turn it upside down. You can't roll it back to you, right? If according to Tanakam, if it reaches, if it's lower than ten tefachim, according to Rabbi Yehuda, if it reaches the ground, you have to turn it on its on its right. You have to turn it upside down. In fact, you're allowed to turn it upside down. But Tanya says, "Kaisvis svarim tefil numezuzes." Those who write 
the sefer, the scribes who write the, the write the sefer Torah, writing tefillah mezuzah. So when you write and you want to leave the ink to dry, so you don't want to leave it open, because leave it open, the dust can fall on it, it can ruin the whole thing. So you want to turn it over to protect it. So you're not allowed to. It's not respectful. You can't show disrespect. That's why also a siddha, you see a siddha, you see a book upside down, you have to turn it up to be on the right side. When the guy cleans up the shul, he puts everything upside down, <laughs> this way, that way. You have to make sure. You have to make sure that everything has to be done right. If you see a siddur upside down or a holy book upside down, you have to you have to straighten it out. It's disrespectful. So the seifer, even though it's it's he's doing it for a reason, he wants to protect the writing. You're not allowed. To. It's not an option. So what do you do? Elapetus alas, I beg it. You have to put put a cloth over it. Also, it's a question when you leave the room, you're leaving the book open. This is the custom. You you shouldn't leave a book open. It's very bad for memory. You leave a safer open, it's like you're abandoning the safer. So you have to cover it. You have to put a cover over it. Oh, yeah. yeah, you have to cover it up. Like the, so you like put the, you put like something the, to cover. Like the, like the collar. Yeah, yeah you, you cover it up. <laughs> so over here, here, but here you're telling me I should turn it upside down. Yeah. Here we don't have a choice. We don't have a choice. You're leaving it in the street the whole Shabbos. It's disgraceful. So you have no choice. It's the it's the it's the best of the worst. Of the the worst option, but it's the best of the worst. So what can we do? So we have no choice. If you don't turn it over, people will see a Torah scroll lying out in the streets. A scroll lying out in the streets will be even a greater disgrace. You're war- you're saying I'm not allowed to turn it over because it's disgraceful. Leaving out lying in the streets is even a bigger disgrace. So I have no choice in this case. Lesser of the two evils. This is right. lesser of the two evils. Right. Turn it over. So, yeah. Okay. The mission says if it's within ten am ten tefachim. The, the Tanakhama says you have to you have to you have to turn it over. What do you mean? Where am I going to turn it over? He's saying it's hanging in the air. He's <laughs> saying I can't roll it back. I should leave it and turn it over. He said it's hanging in the air. Tanakama says if it's lower than 10 tefachim off the ground, I can't roll it back to the roof. I have to turn it over. What do you mean turn it over? It's, it's hanging. Where do I turn it over? What do I do with it? We're talking about a wall that's slanted. So leave it on the wall. You can, you can leave it on the wall. Amale Abaya. Abaya said to Rava, Maya came to Masisa. You, how are you explaining the mission? Bakaisa Mashupa, then Ema Sefer. Rabbi Huda, Ema, I feel Ema Sulik, in order to tell him, Mali Chud, Gaila Yatzle. Rabbi Huda says that even if it's off the ground by a needle, a, th- a needle, then you can still roll it back. He's arguing with the Tanakam. Vahandach, what do you mean it's hanging in the needle? Tanakhama says if it's within ten tvachim, so it's on the wall, it's touching the wall. You're on the roof and you're lowering it down. But the wall is slanted. The wall is not straight, horizontal, vertical. The wall, you said, is slanted. He said if it's within ten tvachim off the ground, you have to leave it there on, 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 on the wall. So, so what's Rabbi Huda arguing? What's Rabbi Huda saying if it's, a, if it's a, a, an inch off the ground, if it's a needle off the ground? It's not off the ground. It's on the wall. Vanach, it's on the wall. It's touching the wall. So how are you allowed to roll it back to you? What's the argument in Rabbi Huda and the rabbis? It's a missing word. This is how you have to learn the mission. 
When do I say? When do the Chachamim say that if it's lower, if it's within ten tefachim off the ground, you have to leave it there? It's only if it's a slanted wall, because then it's leaning on the wall. Let it let it remain on the wall and don't roll it back to you. Avol bekeisel. We continue on side B. Avol bekeisel sheina meshupa. But if it's a vertical wall. If it's above three tvachim off the ground, roll it back. If it's within three, since it's like levud, it's considered like attached to the ground, so then drop it to the ground and just leave it there and, and, and turn it over so it shouldn't be so openly disgraceful. And Abuda argues, even if it's, a, if it's a tiny drop off the ground, even like a needle, it's not touching the ground. I can still roll it, roll it, um, roll it back. Yeah. An argument, yeah. yeah. Why? Because it has to it has to rest on something. We learned in tractate Shabbos. The Rava said that we had an argument between the rabbis and Rabbi Kiva. If you throw a ball from private domain to another private domain through a public domain, so you say in the ear, you say that that since it's in the ear, it's as if it rested on the ground. And the rabbis say, no, you don't say So the rabbis say that even even if it's within three tefachim off the ground, it's like hugging the ground, like hugging the earth. It's not. It's not enough. It's not considered as if it landed landed in the in, in, in the ground, as if it touched the it touched the ground, as if it uh, it landed in the public domain. It has to rest even for a moment, but it has to stop in something. If it doesn't touch the ground, if it's not a touchdown, if it doesn't touch the earth, it's not. So you're going to say You're going to say that that's the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. The rabbis disagree. The rabbis say, no, even if it's within three tvachim, we just said, if it's within three tvachim, we consider it as if it landed on the ground, and therefore you have to leave, you have to leave the, the scroll there. You can't roll it back up into the roof. And the Rabbi argues, the Rabbi says, no, it has to literally touch the ground. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that this is only the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, not the rabbi's opinion. So when Rabbi was explaining the rabbis in Shabbos, he says that, that the, unless it touches the ground, even if the ball is flying through, hugging the earth, but it's not actually touching the earth, even if it's a drop, a needle above the ground, and it goes through the whole street, but without touching the ground even for a moment, he says that then you, then you haven't carried, you never, you never landed in the public domain. So you're saying that that's, you're only following the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, now a Mishnah, not the opinion of the rabbis, now a Mishnah. Doesn't make sense. The best answer is there is no argument in our Mishnah. There's no argument between the rabbis and Abu Hudud. Our whole Mishnah is one opinion of Abu Hudud. It's as if it's missing words. Here, here's how you have to interpret the Mishnah. When do we say that if it's within 10 Tvachim off the ground, you leave it there? It's only if it's the wall is slanted. So 10 Tvachim off the ground, it hits the wall. So leave it on the wall. But if it's a vertical wall, even if it's a drop off the ground, even if it's within three tvachim, it's hugging the earth, it's within three tvachim of the ground, you can roll it back up to you on the roof. Because Abiyuda said, 
Like Rav said, in tractate Shabbos, that according to the rabbis, you need Hanochet has to rest on on something. Even for a moment, it has to rest, it has to touch the ground. It has to be a touchdown. In one case, that you're on the roof, which is a private domain, and yeah. it unrolls, yeah. and then it's a hair breadth above. Yes. It never really is sitting in the private domain, I mean in the public domain, then, yes. according to that, yes. you still bring and it up. And you can bring it up, exactly. Yeah. Right. So, trying to say that Rabbi Huda is not arguing with anybody? Yeah. No, he's arguing with Rabbi Shimon, but other than that, there's no argument, yeah. Obviously, Rabbi Akiva is a whole different story. Rabbi Akiva holds Klutri Mishahuncha. He says... Rabbi Akiva holds differently, but we don't hold like, like Rabbi Akiva. He wants to explain the whole mission and not like Rabbi Akiva. Like, like the rabbis, the majority opinion, the halachic opinion. Um, there is a b'raisa that we learned in Shabbos that states clearly that if you throw from Rosh Hashayach to Rosh Hashayach and Rosh Hashayach, if it's within three tvachim off the ground, you are chayev. So we do find there is such an opinion. So why does he say that the, there is no such an opinion? That Rabbi Yehud is unanimous. This is the unanimous. So Tesis wants to make a distinction between there and here. The difference there we're talking about, the whole time you threw it, from beginning to middle to end, was less than th- under three tvachim. Then you say that since it's within three tvachim of the ground, it's as if it touched the ground. Here it comes from above. Since it came from above three tvachim, and it reaches within three tvachim, then you say that we don't say, we don't say as if it touches the ground. Makes a distinction. If, if you carry the whole thing, let's say I'm carrying from, from one house to the other, I'm going through the street, and, but I'm carrying under three tvach. The whole way I'm carrying... Uh, I'm, hair's breath uh, above the ground. Yeah, hair right. breath above the ground, hugging the earth. Oh, okay. So in that case, the, the Braises says, you are high. It's as if it touched the ground, levud. But here it came from above, it came from the roof, it came from above three tvach. Then it reaches within tvach, unless it touches the ground, for a moment it's not considered, it's not considered. So if you throw it high, and then it, it lowers down, it lowers. It, unless it actually for a moment touches the ground, it's not considered enough. And that's unanimous. I mean, except Rabbi Kiva, which... Okay, the next mission is not the Heliki mission. Zir if you have a ledge. In front of a window, nice and all of you can you can yeah, you can put things on it, you can take things from it on shop. From your window, you can carry, take things. Where is the ziz opened up to? If it's the ledge is sitting above a street, the ledge is hanging over a street, a public street. Why don't we worry? Maybe it'll fall down and you're going to come to pick it up. So the rabbis, rabbinically, should be prohibited. So you, have to, so, so you must say, we're talking about a ledge that's open over a private domain. So pshita, obviously I'm allowed to. Why shouldn't I be allowed to carry? What's the problem? Falls in, no problem. <laughs> What's the problem? It's a window. It's open to a ledge. Uh, the, the ledge is hanging over a private domain. What's the problem? What's the Mishnah coming to teach me? Why would I think you wouldn't be allowed to carry? What are you afraid of? If something will fall, so it's a private domain. I can go pick it up and bring it into the house. 
Amar Abayas, Abay answers, Leilon the Mapik Shusarab, really it's the ledge is hanging over a public domain. My nice no love dictani kalemanishban. He's coming to teach me that I'm only allowed to put things that even if they fall, they're gonna crack, they're gonna break, like earthenware or glass. Fragile so yeah, things. fragile things. I'm not afraid it's gonna fall. What's gonna happen? I, what are you worried? He's gonna come pick it up. If it falls, it's gone, it's over, it's shattered. But you're right, vessels that are intact, metal vessels of things, a ball, then you're not allowed to then you're not allowed to carry because we're worried it's gonna fall and then you're gonna come carry. We also learn the Braise like this. It's clearly in the Braise. A ledge in front of a window that's hanging over a public domain. You can put, you can put on it kaitis plates for kaitis and cups. Kitanias, pitchers, pitchers. With and, and, and flasks, you know, like drugs. And they're usually made of earthenware. So you're allowed to use it because even if they fall, then he says, I can use the whole entire wall. I can use the whole entire wall. Let's say there's holes in the wall up until 10 Tvachim off the ground. Because the 10 Tvachim off the ground, that's already, that's already the, the public domain. The public domain only reaches up until 10 Tvachim. There's no public domain above 10 Tvachim. But if there is a ledge underneath the upper ledge, that's just a few stories. So you have a ledge and your neighbor beneath you also has a ledge. You can only use the lower ledge. In the upper ledge, you can only use only facing your window. In other words, you can have a ledge that's open to your window, but the ledge extends beyond your window, on this side and that side. She says they're only allowed to use the ledge that's parallel to your window, not on the sides of the ledge. Now the mother is going to clarify why. What's, the, what's, the, what's going on here? What kind of ledge are we talking about? What are we talking about? If it's less than four tvachim, makim turu. Then it's, it's, it's a makim I shouldn't even be allowed to use it even even open facing the window. Why? Why not? To Makam Tur. What's the problem? You're allowed to carry from Makam Tur to a private domain. So Rashi explains, you can't use it. Why? Because it's very likely that it's going to fall off. It's such a tiny ledge. It's less than four Tvachim. It's less than a foot. And it's an open ledge. There's no walls around. It's an open ledge. So if you're going to use it, it's very likely that things are going to fall off. So it will appear as if I'm throwing things from my house onto the street, even though technically first I placed it on the ledge and then it fell off. So even if it falls off to the street, I didn't violate anything because I'm allowed to carry from the house to the ledge. And then if it falls off from the ledge to the street, it's from a makam tour to a public, no problem. But it has the appearance. It's just a, such a tiny ledge. It's as if you're pushing things out the window and <laughs> you're taking it directly from the house onto the street. So therefore, rabbinically, it would be prohibited. It's only in the case of, so even, even, vessels, that, even vessels that break, that are fragile, you would not be allowed. Because it has the appearance if I'm throwing it directly from the house. When did we say I'm allowed to use a ledge for vessels that are fragile only if it's four tvachim? Right.
So, so, so therefore, so, so what kind of letter? Vida is be'arba. If it has four tvachim, you said I can use the whole, not only the whole ledge, I can use the whole wall up until ten tvachim. Surely the ledge on either side. So what kind of ledge are we talking about here? Amr Abaya explains, answers, the lower ledge has four. The upper ledge is less than four. Together with the open window, I have four. The ledge itself is less than four tvachim. Right, so the but with the window, oh, so he says, with, so right. since it's only the window that makes right. you four, the area, so therefore five. I can only use the window area, but the size that are less than no. four, I can't use. That's how Rashi learned the Gemara. The Rambam is a whole different version and understanding of the Gemara, halachically. Um, also, the question is what size does a ledge have to be? Are you telling me that the ledge, no matter how big it is, if you have a huge ledge leading out of your uh, window and doesn't have a port, it doesn't have walls? They tell me I'm not allowed to use it. I can only use it for glass or fragile things. It, he's not making any distinction. He doesn't say if it's four tvachim and uh, what if it's uh, what if it's a hundred hundred amas. No, he doesn't make any distinction. Uh, but that's very difficult to understand. Faces says, how can you say that? If it's a huge ledge, why shouldn't I be able to use it for regularly? Isfus holds that if it's four tfachim, you can use any vessels, even even not fragile. When he says a ledge, when he says a ledge, you're only allowed to use it for something that's fra- uh, fragile. He's talking about a tiny ledge. It's less than four tfachim. So when he says, how are you allowed to use it then? Because he's talking about uh, not fragile, not fragile things. If it's less than four, how are you allowed to use it? And he can't answer, we're talking about fragile utensils. But regular utensils... Because he says he's not allowed to use any part of the wall. So he says, why not? He says, you're only allowed to use by the window. Why would you be allowed to use by the window? Why only the window? Exactly what I said, but the Rambam has a whole different understanding of the Gemara. The Rambam says we're talking about the problem with two ledges is that since they didn't make an of amongst themselves, and the upper ledge they're, they're hanging over next to each other over, over the, the same wall, right. so therefore they prohibit one and the other. Unless they make an of they prohibit one and the other. That's the problem. That's the problem with the two ledges. Yeah, no, it's a whole different understanding of the Gemara. Okay, we'll stop over here because we started a whole new Mishnah and uh, everyone have a wonderful day. Stop the Mishnah. Yeah, stop.